I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. to you this Ash Wednesday. I welcome you today in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord as we gather to mark this first day of Lent, this 40-day journey of walking with Jesus toward the cross and the empty tomb by marking ourselves with the cross. The beginning of Lent offers a a new invitation for us, an invitation into into a deeper life of faith, an invitation to renewed spirituality, an invitation into deeper awareness of God and ourself and our neighbor. And so this service today has been designed to, to help you carve out space in your personal life for personal reflection and intention setting at the start of Lent, knowing that that the more honest we are about our challenges and hopes in this season, the more meaningful the season can become for us. If this past year has, has taught us anything, it has taught us just how much space matters. It's taught us just how holy our sanctuaries are when we're unable to physically gather together. But this season has also reminded us that God does not reside in one place, right? For God is everywhere and God promises to draw near to us, to draw near to you, to draw near to me today, wherever we may be. And so as we begin, I invite you to mark your space, to set your space so that your soul might know that this, even your living room, even even your, your car, even your workspace with headphones in, that it's, that it's all holy ground. To mark space today, I'm going to first light a Christ candle. Maybe you need to mark space in another way, by finding a pillow on the floor, perhaps, or or settling yourself in your favorite chair in your house, 
or maybe you need to go brew some tea, I invite you to, to set your space for these next 25 minutes or so. And as a part of setting your space, set your supplies. If you are a regular part of our community, you received a Lent worship kit this week. And so go ahead and, and find those items now. And so in order to be a part of worship today, you, you would want to pull out your, your Ash Wednesday at Home liturgy. You'll want to pull out your, your Ash Wednesday at Home reflection and doodle page. And also this, this bag was in your kit. Pull this out. That, it's a bag that has a piece of, of charcoal in it and, and a cross-shaped temporary tattoo. And we will explain how to worship with these items today. And if you are worshiping by yourself, I invite you to, to find a mirror or, or, or get close to a mirror. Make sure that there's a mirror, mirror at hand in your worship space today. And then find a utensil to write with. And finally... Set a bowl with a towel, a bowl of water with a towel. Now that we have set our, our space, would you join me in this call to worship? I am here. God is here. And this space is holy ground. I am here. God is here. And this space is holy ground.
join me in our opening prayer. Creator God, there is a rumbling in us that won't let go. It stirs in us like uh, the wind stirs leaves, inviting us to move, drawing us forth. Oh, and we're quiet. We know that rumble is the Holy Spirit dancing love awake in us. So we're here. And we're still, and we're quiet. And on this first day of Lent, we're asking you to draw near. Open the door for us to move. Invite us in. Rumble us awake. Gratefully. We pray. Amen. As Jesus continues to softly and tenderly call us today, let us hear these words from Scripture from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and, and he ate. And then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig trees, fig leaves together, and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, the woman with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. And then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go and in dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put empty between you and, and the woman and between your offspring and hers. 
He will strike your head and, and you will strike his heel. And to the woman, he said, I will gently increase your pangs and childbearing and pain. You shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband and, and he shall rule over you. And to the man, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you and in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. And by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is the word of God for us, the people of God today. Thanks be to God. From dust you came, and to dust you shall return. This verse that we, we hear at the end of this passage, the passage you know well, is usually spoken over us when we receive the imposition of ashes on our foreheads on Ash Wednesday. It is meant to remind us of our humanity and of our mortality rooted in this story that we read about sin and death, the story you know well. But this year, in the midst of a pandemic, we are more aware of our mortality than we've ever been. We don't need to be reminded this year that we will return to the earth, that we are but dust. We know this. We have seen this. We have felt this. We have feared this. We have lost people. So this year, may the, the humanity we reflect on, the, the humanity in this passage, this verse, be the, the honesty we offer God in the midst of our challenges. I, I invite you to pull out your reflection sheet now. And, and in, in prayer today, on, on, the, on the left side of this sheet, make a list, list, five to 10 challenges you are struggling with right now, recognizing that, that life is messy and life is complicated. And as you reflect, I invite you to think of the challenges that are outside of your control, those things you must let go of and let God with, a, a cancer diagnosis or your battle with infertility or a marriage broken beyond repair. And then I invite you to reflect on the challenges you do have control over. The ways you've turned against God and God's presence and God's love. The challenges that have cropped up in your life because you have chosen your way. You have chosen to eat from the tree even when God said no. You've chosen your path rather than God's. Name anything that is hard or heavy in this moment and write them down. Take a moment to look over your list then after you have named them and ask God for grace and forgiveness, forgiveness for the things you can control, grace for the things you cannot control. And then with awareness of these challenges that bind up your heart and your mind and your soul today, take, take out your charcoal, 
and receive the imposition of ashes now, marking yourself. If you are, are imposing your own ashes, you may need a mirror. Marking yourself with the sign of the cross. And hearing these words in a new way today, from dust you have come, and to dust you will return. intimately aware of our humanity and our challenges 
both within and outside of our control and in the many ways that we get stuck and fall short. But we don't just linger here. Our challenges are not all that define us. They're not all about what this season is. God also calls us into hope, into intention setting. Once, once we have confessed our, our sin, God invites us into this new way of being, new postures of of worship and relationship and hope. God doesn't just hear your rumbling and your hunger pains and your challenges and your fears. God offers you an invitation. So what what are your intentions for Lent? How, How do you wish to be renewed, to be made new this Lent? These are not aimless wishes on stars or some sacrifice that involves no filling of something new in that space. No, in intentionality, it's intentionality to serve God better today. And so I invite you on the the right side of your page today to to hear first this poem, a reminder of God's inviting grace and as, as, you, as you hear this and as you sing right on the right side of your page today, the intentions that you have for worship, for relationship, for life, for light, for wholeness, for renewal, for something new this Lent, how is God inviting you and how are you saying yes? Invited, a poem by Sarah R. I like to imagine that every year God invites me to a party. God drops me a note that says, no gifts, casual dress, come just as you are. I like to imagine that I'm brave enough to go. I like to imagine that I decide that I am worth it. This was no pity invite. There's no obligatory postage. God wants me there. So I get myself together. Smudged glasses, sensitive ego, wrinkled shirt and all. I I ring the doorbell a few minutes late on account of the fact that I lost my keys twice trying to get out the door. And I, I almost turn back to go hide in my car, afraid that I might embarrass myself over appetizers or, or small talk. But then God answers the door. And God says, you're here. And I smile because I am. And with every step, 
past that threshold, I know that God is cheering me on. It's the pride of a parent watching their child take their first step. If I freeze, God is not disappointed. If I fail, God is not mad. But if I trust the invitation, if I, if I move closer, I know God celebrates. Friends, you've got mail. It's an invitation to dust off your shoes, uh, to go deeper, to trust that you're worth it to lose your keys and your faith and, and then to find them both along with your worth. You are invited. We are invited again and again and again. This invitation is for you.
Friends, today in, in the arc of that Christian narrative that gathers us here and, and, and defines us and redeems us, Jesus begins his journey toward the cross. And we have been marked by that cross, remembering both the trials and, and, and hope that lie ahead. This cross on, on our head will fade throughout this day. It's going to rub off when we forget it's there and accidentally touch it as we brush our hair away from our face, or it's going to rub off on your pillow when you go to sleep tonight. But this journey of Lent is exactly that, a journey. This walking with Jesus to the cross is a journey. Our Christian faith is a journey where we are marked by the cross in our baptism and invited not for just one day on Ash Wednesday, not for 40 days of intention in Lent, but neglecting the rest of the year. But every day, this lifelong journey toward the cross and the empty tomb, walking with Jesus until kingdom come. And so though we have marked our foreheads today with this cross that's going to rub off within a few hours, I invite you into another marking. A cross that begins in, in the waters of baptism. As you remember your baptism today and lingers with you as this reminder this season of your dying and being raised with Christ as you find a place for this cross as you pull it out this this cross here in your kit this temporary cross but this longer lasting cross that will fade over weeks, as you find a place for it on you. Perhaps it is on your, your wrist or on your ankle. So mine I'm going to put right here on my arm. As you find a place that's visible for you, and you take the water, remembering your baptism. And you impose this cross. Would you join me in our closing prayer for this journey? God of open doors, open arms, and open conversations. We know deep in our souls that you are forever inviting us in again and again. You invite us to take another step closer, another step deeper, another step further into this journey of faith. So with your invitation in our hands, we pray for strength and wisdom. Show us the next right step in this journey. We are here. You are here. This is holy ground. May this holy Lenten journey begin once again. Gracefully, we pray. There is peace at the table of the Lord.